And I think I know why Levi went woke. And it's because the jeans suck. Would you give up a million dollars to keep your freedom of speech? How about giving up the role of CEO of one of the world's most iconic corporations? I'd like to introduce you to the mom of four who did both. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott. And before we get to that on this week's Right Angle, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that five star button, hit that thumbs up button, whatever the good button is. Hit it. All right. There we go. So, gentlemen, I don't know if you heard about uh, former Olympic class gymnast Jennifer Say, but she was uh, Levi's global brand manager and on track to become CEO of a company that's been around for, what, 150, 160 years now and a name that everybody around the world knows. Well, she got a little hot water, gentlemen, because she was talking about the harm done to children. And as I said, she's a mom of four by the COVID lockdowns, by the uh, well, you know what? I'll put it in her words. Um, as she put it early on in the pandemic, I publicly questioned whether schools had to be shut down. This didn't seem at all controversial to me. I felt and still do that the draconian policies would cause the most harm to those least at risk and the burden would fall heaviest on disadvantaged kids in public schools who need the safety and routine of school the most. Um, Bill, what happened next was various levels of her own company told her to shut the hell up and she refused. She finally quit. They offered her a million dollars, which would presumably have come with a non-disclosure agreement. She turned down the million dollars. She's out there still speaking her mind. Um, and for this, Bill, for her words in defense of kids, especially minority kids, she was called a racist. And this is where I should probably mention that two of her four kids are black. Well, that certainly doesn't preclude her from being a white supremacist. Uh, <laughs> the um, the main thing is, uh, who does she vote for? That's how you can determine mm -hmm. whether or not she's a racist. She supported um, Elizabeth Warren in the 2020 Democratic primaries. No, oh, and then she's fine. Ipso um, facto, the, not racist. I, I com look, I completely support what she's doing and uh, and leaving a company where you where you're poised to be the CEO and basically walking away from at least one career path that you've almost achieved. I have the highest respect for uh, I have a great deal of respect for her for um, for standing up for her principles. And I just wanted to get that said, because what I'm about to say is not meant to demean her in any way whatsoever at all, because she did the right thing and and, and good for her. Um, somebody like that walking away from a million dollars is not the same as, as a truck driver walking away from a million dollars. Uh, I don't know what her salary was. I don't know what her compensation was. I'm much more impressed by the fact that she decided to forego her future with that company than I am about walking away from a settlement package because apparently she's planning on suing the company for a much, much, much bigger amount of money than that. And the only reason I say this again is not to take anything away from her at all, because it's because frankly, it's people like her that are the problem. It's the high it's the high level executives of these companies that are enforcing this wokeness on their entire staff and on the world and all of these all of these elitist, horribly damaging policies like kids in, in school are essentially being driven by politicians who who are voted for by people like like this woman. But the but the reason I wanted to qualify this is scanning the story. I know I'd seen it earlier in Instapundit. 
Um, uh, here we go. New York City Mayor Eric Adams fires 1,430 workers who refused the COVID vaccine. Now, those people are out of a job, too, and they didn't get a million dollar severance package. And they and they obviously refused either because they didn't trust it or because of, of principle. So she is a, a, a high level um, Oh, what sort of avatar, I guess you could say, of of a number of people that have decided to do the to to basically throw away their careers or not even forget careers, just be out of a job, right? In a very rough time after two very lean years, there are people still willing to be be out of a job who who are not multi million dollar executives who do not have uh, a, a lawsuit option, who do not have undoubtedly financial reserves to be able to weather this kind of thing. And I'm not saying that to criticize her so much as I am to to try and shine a little bit of light on the people who are making essentially the same decisions in much tougher circumstances. Yeah, I could mention uh, thousands of truckers in Canada doing that uh, very same and I thing. Will. And that's that's I was about to be me plugging your segment this mm-hmm. week, um, Scott. What Jennifer Say makes me think of is our, our pre-woke America, where we could disagree a lot on politics and policy. In fact, I'm 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 looking at Say's uh, political leanings, and she is really far to the left. There is not a darn thing I don't think we would ever agree on politically, except we both seem to agree, and I think the two of you would agree on this too, that we all agree still in that American principle of being able to speak our minds, to exercise our First Amendment recognized right to do that without having to suffer all of these uh, professional and personal injuries. How do we get back there, Scott? You know, it, this story made me think of a friend of mine who um, who ran for office with me years ago. And um, she was smeared during the Republican primary because uh, in her past, before she was active in politics, she had written a check to a campaign of a Democrat candidate. And uh, the reason she had done that is because that guy worked at her company. They were friends. And he said, hey, I'm running for office. Can you help me out? She was a conservative Republican, but he was her friend. And he said, she said, sure, I'll help you out. And she wrote him a check for his campaign. Well, later that made it, you know, as if she wasn't a legitimate conservative Republican. And I thought, what the distinction is here is the difference between an individual and a corporation. And if these businesses want to play in the political realm, and if Mitt Romney was correct that corporations are people, and and these businesses want those people, those corporate persons to speak, well, then there's a whole set of expectations that come with that. That basically, if we're going to be active as as an entity in the political dialogue world, then we have to set restrictions on our employees. Or... You could say our corporation does not speak in the public realm. Individuals speak. If you have a political position, you're free to go out there and exercise it. If you want to state something in public, you're free to do that. But just like we said about NFL players, you know, if you're going to mouth off about politics, take off the jersey and get out of the stadium. 
do it outside. You're free to do that. You're not representing our team because our team doesn't have political positions. We are in business. We are an enterprise to entertain people, and that's what we do. We are not here to throw our weight around politically. And so I, I think that's what's disturbing about this whole thing is that in order to maintain her her internal sense of right and wrong, she essentially has to kiss goodbye to something that's clearly been a great career for her, at which she's been very successful. I'm sure somebody else will pick her up and she, you know, it's not like she's unemployed and Bill's right. You know, we're not going to cry her a river because she's deprived of the million dollar severance package. Uh, But this idea that um, if you work for a corporation, therefore you perpetually speak on behalf of that corporation and therefore you must be vetted by that corporation every time you want to express yourself in public, I think is is fundamentally wrongheaded. And if we get back to the idea of the individual, a very conservative value to say the individual is the one who has liberties and rights to speak and the corporations should conduct business and never the twain shall meet. You know, Scott, I'm glad you mentioned that because I I wasn't sure how I wanted to wrap this up, but you reminded me of something that's a a personal story. And I think I know why Levi went woke. And it's because the jeans suck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They've got a cover for the fact that their jeans now suck. I started Mm. wearing Levi's 501s back in high school and for decades it's uh, that's all I wore. I, you know, I, I'd have a week's worth in my closet. And when one pair went out, wore out, I would run down to the department store, get another pair of Levi's 501s and put that in the rotation. And it was just they were made out of such great denim. It was really fun yeah. to break them in. You know, it took a long time. But once you had those 501s broken in, that pair of jeans was yours in a way that even a pair of tailored slacks would would never, ever be. And I love that. But Starting around, I don't know, 2000, maybe the late 90s, I was still doing this, but mostly at a rote. The, the the fun had gone out. The thrill of breaking them in was gone. They just they didn't feel the same anymore. And I stuck with them up until about 10 years ago, eight years ago. Uh, I saw this deal online. I stopped going to the department store. You know, they're online now. And I was looking for another pair of 501s. And I found instead this thing called, it was a slim tack. And it was a $228 pair of jeans. I am never going to spend $228 on a pair of jeans. But this thing had been marked down it, uh, by 50% twice. And I had some like $20 coupons. So I was able to get this $228 pair of jeans for about 60 bucks, which is about what you pay for a pair of 501s. And so, okay, this is my chance to buy a stupidly expensive pair of jeans. And they arrive a week later. I pull them out of the plastic wrap. And as I as I touch these jeans, my sense memory kicked in. This is what a pair of 501s used to feel like. That 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 thick, uh, dense, good denim. And so I did my reading, and it turns out the good denim is called selvage denim. It's made on a loom. It's much denser material. It, it lasts forever. It breaks in the way you expect denim to break in. And Levi essentially has stopped doing that except for these super expensive jeans that nobody buys on all of these ridiculous cuts. You can I couldn't even find a pair of 501s to match this when I looked this up this morning. And they so cheapened the material. They so cheapened their brand that they've got to go woke to cover for it. And you know what? I literally ain't buying. There's your right angle on that, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Just a quick reminder, content like this needs sponsors like you, so please 
Come to BillWhittle.com. Join us today. We'd love to have you on board. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.